don't think it can happen to you. To the hit-and-run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. ...tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit-and-run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video. And now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And of course, on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, okay. I don't know how many people have been noticing in your own state, your own towns, your own cities, that how rude drivers have been lately. Uh, I see it each and every day. Uh, matter of fact, last night um, I was driving home. And here in California, they have a thing called the fast track. Uh, other states may call it something just a little bit different. But I usually take the fast track if it's the price is right. Uh, I mean, the price can range anywhere from like $3 to 8 to $10 just to go about 6 to 7 miles. Uh, trust me, you do not want to be in the out on that fast track because if there's a crash or uh, some kind of police activity, you could be stuck in traffic for anywhere to an hour, hour and a half, just to go the six to seven miles. And last night I decided, uh, you know, the price was about like three, maybe 350, 380, somewhere within that range. Uh, and I will take the chance and I will go that six, seven miles. Uh, and as you drive down the road, you get into the chute and you start driving down. Uh, it could bulk up a little bit. But last night it was kind of wide open. And on the outside, the normal highway uh, on the 91, it was kind of jammed up. And I'm like looking at the traffic and I'm like, why is it so jammed up? Well, halfway down through, there's Green River. Green River happens to be a road. You can take an exit off of the freeway to go through the back roads and stuff to another freeway, which would be the Freeway 15, which I have to get to anyways. There was at least a six-car pileup. Six-car pileup. I don't understand it. Six cars. Hmm. Yeah, not paying attention, but I do find that there's a lot of rude drivers. And the example I'm going to give here 
is something that I fear the most when I take the fast track. Now, the fast track is just divided with these little white kind of cone type situation items, I would say. And, you know, they, they just are like a little divider. I mean, they flex, they bend. Um, they don't have like what San Diego has, which is concrete barriers that they can move with like a little tram. They can move theirs left and right to have the traffic flow three lanes one way, two lanes the other, and then on a return, at the end of the day, they go ahead and flip it. So if you were going down south early in the morning, you would have three lanes and two uh, uh, going northbound. And then uh, at night, it would be uh, three lanes going north and two going south. They have a thing that will go ahead and move them. It's but rather unique. But anyways, on here, Green River, I was driving down, and luckily, I always stay in the far left lane because there's a stone wall barrier that will divide the uh, south side and the north side traffic. And with that said, um, you know, it, I was driving in the lane, and lo and behold, I just knew it was going to happen. You could see traffic not moving on the outside normal freeway. And all of a sudden, this lady in a Lexus pulls right in front of me. And keep in mind, I'm doing like... 60, 65, 70. And she pulls in front of me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. If I was in the right-hand lane, I would have collided with her. She had no regards to whatever was going on. She just got fed up sitting in that traffic that wasn't going anywhere and pulled right in front of me. Well, the funny thing is, is that I have a dash cam. Now, I got to try to find that audio from last night and see if I can go ahead and manipulate that and put it into a nice little video so I can post it on on the website or post it on you know social media because somebody like this is dangerous this is what I'm saying when I'm talking about rude drivers I in my life would never ever pull in front of an oncoming car now I've seen it happen before where people have done that and there was a bad crash out of the deal, which stopped the freeway, not only in the fast track, but on the outside lanes too. And this is why I don't understand where people's minds are. I understand that basically they're stuck in their own little world and it's all about me, 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 and I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. And to me, that is by far the most dangerous type of driver I see. Not only that, as once you get onto the normal freeway, like the 15 or the 91, when it does happen to have a little bit of flowing, because keep in mind, when you're stuck in that heavy traffic, you're only going about two, three miles an hour. You do two or three miles an hour with stop and go traffic for six to seven miles. Your temperament is just kind of going through the roof, and you're kind of thinking, going, what the hell is going on with the person in front? And then you find out, that as the car in front of them have moved up, 
they're on their phones looking down, they're eating, and all of a sudden they, they look up and then they step on a gas and move up. So it's like the yo-yo effect. Oh, and I hate that. It's like the slinky, you know, as, as the first part goes forward and then the other catches up. Kind of like an accordion, you know, how that goes back and forth. and stuff. It drives me crazy. It totally drives me crazy, but that's not going to allow me, my craziness will not allow me to go jumping into a fast track with oncoming cars that are going, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour. And I don't understand why people would do that. Luckily, again, I was in the far left lane because if I was in the right lane, she would have collided right into me because I don't even think she realized that I was even coming from that side. Uh, you know, I was in the far left lane. It just drives me crazy. And I'm hoping to capture that video. Uh, I believe my dash cam got it because I have a front and back. So I, I went, as I whizzed by her, I just kind of glanced over and she looked at me like I did something wrong. Ah, man, that just drives me crazy. Ooh, man, it just drives me crazy to no end. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher. Uh, need to hear your thoughts on this. Um, go ahead and you can uh, IM me or DM me, whatever the, the acronyms are. You know how to find me. Just go to my uh, Twitter, uh, DistractedDB. You can send me a message there if you if you've experienced stuff like this. This is just totally crazy, man. I, you know, to me, for the life of me, I just don't understand why somebody would put their life and uh, and people around them in jeopardy. But you know, I, like I said, I'm driving down the 15 freeway now, and I'm in the slow lane, and people are passing me like I'm standing still, and I'm doing the legal limit 70, and I got people buzzing by me, or else if there's Traffic's going relatively slow, or they, they'll pull up right behind you. I mean, do I have to drive off on the shoulder in order for you to get through? And my question to these kinds of drivers are, how fast is fast enough for you? How fast is fast enough that you realize, man, I'm going too fast? Once you lose control of that car and you crash into somebody, you have the potential to kill somebody, if not yourself. Will it dawn on your head then? Will it dawn on your brain that, hey, I'm screwing up. I'm going way too fast. I'm going to the part where I don't really need to be. That, to me, is the hardest part. Is because you don't realize it until it's too late. And then, you know, I mean, if lucky you hurt yourself, you end up paralyzed or something, you're going to hate life the rest of the way. Because you screwed up, you did something that was totally avoidable. It was totally avoidable. You didn't have to act all crazy ass. Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now it's time for... And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, the top story from the previous show comes from, um, well, quite honestly, it comes from at News Nation Now. And if you remember last week's show, we talked about the uh, reporter. And I've reached out to them and still waiting to hear back from them uh, how a hit uh, DUI driver hit this reporter as she was going to work. Again, this story here comes from at News Nation Now. 
And here it is. Nearly 40 million Americans are hitting the road this holiday weekend, and AAA says that means more accidents. According to the National Safety Council, the number of deadly car crashes goes up during a holiday due to increased travel time and more alcohol use. One of News Nation's own knows firsthand about the dangers of drinking and driving. Tess Rowland was hit by a drunk driver earlier this month, had some pretty severe injuries. Our Nicole Burley recently talked to Tess about the accident, her injuries, and her recovery. What do you remember the night that this happened? Kind of walk us through what happened that night. Well, I was actually on my way to work. Um, I'm a morning reporter, so I'm often up when most are asleep. So, you know, I left my house at around 2.45. I took the same route that I always do. Um, and I just remember seeing headlights all of a sudden on, you know, uh, Panama City Beach Parkway. Uh, which is typically a rather dark road. You know, I was confused. I, I was saying to myself, are those backlights? And then, in fact, it was a wrong way drunk driver. What were the extent of your injuries? And kind of talk to us about the treatment that you had to receive. Uh, so I had five surgeries within nine days of being at the hospital. Um, in terms of my injuries, some would say that by looking at my car, I was rather lucky because most of my injuries are from my right side. Um, a lot of the nerves also were damaged, uh, as well as, you know, my knee. Uh, so I'm wearing a full leg brace and a full arm brace. And I also had some internal damage as well, which we discovered when I was in the hospital. So I had to have uh, emergency surgery on my intestines as well. Oh my goodness, Tess, and, and will you, once you heal, will you be back to normal? Or is this gonna be a lifetime of, you know, potentially physical therapy, kind of what will happen? Well, we don't know just yet. Um, hopefully I won't have to have any more surgeries. Right now I am enrolled in physical therapy, um, you know, in the most aggressive treatment to reach what will be my new normal. But doctors at this time, really can't tell me, you know, what exactly is going to happen. I do have a goal, though, which I have shared with them. My birthday is July 18th, which is right around the corner. Um, I told them that my biggest wish is that I want to be able to walk into a restaurant and not have to wear my leg brace and my arm brace just to have a normal meal. Um, and they said that there is a really high probability for that. But as for, you know, what I'm going to experience in my lifetime with these injuries, we can't say, you know, just yet if I'll make a full recovery, if I'll gain full motion, um, which is a really scary thing. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, again, that's the top story from the previous show. And, of course, that comes from at News Nation now, and I appreciate them for allowing me to sound and all the best recovery to Miss Rollins. Hopefully she makes a full and complete recovery. All right, when we come back, okay, we got a lot of stuff going on. Two different stories in regards to um, well, some hit and runs. Hit and runs are up on a rise again here in California. I can't really say about all across America, but I can tell you this, in California... It's running rampant. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com. We'll be back right after this.
You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBuster.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBuster.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. On Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and that will get you this show and all my archive shows that I have on the sites. Again, um, you know, hit-and-run drivers, oh, my God, they seem to be the worst. And the biggest part of these hit-and-run drivers, uh, there's a pattern that's happening. They're getting out and running after their crash. After the damage they did, they try to run. Okay, you're morons. You're jackasses and you're dumbasses. You're not going to get away. Think about it. Unless you stole that car, then you might get away. But they're going to have fingerprint analysis on you guys. They're going to figure it out. And eventually they're going to find you. And hopefully they throw the book in you. And I need the judges and the prosecutors to start doing their job. I need these guys locked up. And I mean permanently. Here's a story about three girls that were killed. One of them is in critical. Yeah, three three girls were killed. One critical condition, in uh, and a hit and run. Now these girls are eleven years old, twelve and thirteen. The fourteen year old girl is still in critical condition. They were just out for a nice, easy walk in their hometown, in their own little city. And this is the stuff that happens. And this story here comes from CBS2 out here in Los Angeles. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. The search is on tonight for the driver of a pickup truck who mowed down four young girls 
and took off. Three of those girls are dead. A fourth girl is in critical condition, fighting for her life at this hour. The deadly crash occurred on Camp Rock Road north of Rabbit Springs in the high desert community of Lucerne Valley. Kick on eyes, Jake Reiner has more. A horrific scene in the high desert. The driver of this pickup truck slammed into four young girls as they went for a stroll Saturday night along Camp Rock Road in Lucerne Valley. Three died in the scene. 12-year-old Daytona Bronis, who was in a wheelchair, 11-year-old Willow Sanchez, and 13-year-old Sandra Miser. The fourth, 14-year-old Natalie Coe, also wheelchair-bound, is in the ICU in critical condition Tuesday night. I don't know why death happens, but it happens. On Tuesday, Lori Napier returned to the scene, the very spot where she lost her daughter, Willow Sanchez. Anyone out there that has teenagers, don't let them go out at night. Keep your teenagers in no matter how mad they're at you. Because if we'd have kept our teenagers in, we'd still have them. To make matters worse, the CHP says the driver and passenger ditched their 2002 Chevy Silverado and ran off into the desert. They are still on the loose. But when you have something like this happen and people run away from little girls dying in the middle of a road on a night, it, it's not right. All four girls either went to or are currently enrolled in Lucerne Valley Unified School District schools. Superintendent Peter Livingston didn't mince words when speaking about the suspects. Absolutely disgust me that these people are out there who I would not even call human beings uh, running around here. The superintendent added what these families need, in addition to prayers, is help financially with funeral costs. If you head to our website, kcal9.com, we've posted a link to a GoFundMe page. I'm Jake Reiner, KCAL 9 News. Jake, thank you so much. All right, again, that story came from CBS2 and KCAL 9. They're sister stations. They share their audio. And to be a full disclaimer on this, this actually happened about a week and a half, two weeks ago now. And I didn't get to it because I was kind of busy doing some other projects and stuff. But I got to tell you, there, it, it, it's just so disgusting that these drivers are still out there. Now, here's another story, but this one comes from K. Um, sorry, this story comes from KTLA Channel Five here in Los Angeles, and it has to deal with a hit and run into a fiery crash kills two people, suspected drivers involved in street racing. Where have we heard that before? Again. KTLA, Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, with the sound. Yeah, Michael, behind me you can see friends and family that have gathered here at the crash site. They've been coming and going throughout the evening. Our two innocent victims are a young mom and a Lyft driver who was simply giving her a ride home from the store. And as they made their way down this busy street, they had no idea that death was just a few seconds behind them. 28-year-old Specially Pope, or Moody, to her family and friends, was getting a ride in a lift early this morning when her life was cut short. Young, very loved her kids, loved everybody, would help anybody. This is very, very devastating to our family. Very devastating. One of the two cars thought to be racing down Rancho Vista Boulevard here in Palmdale about 12.30 a.m. rear-ended the Toyota that Miss Pope, a mother of five, was a passenger in. The impact sent the Toyota into a light pole, bursting into flames. I was burning my hands. Uh, I took off my apron to try and pull them, you know, without burning myself. Jonathan Craig works near the crash scene and ran to help the Lyft driver, Lester DeLeon, who had been ejected from the car. I pulled him to safety, which I thought was safety. 
Yeah, he stayed with me for about two more minutes. I tried to keep his attention, you know, telling him to stay with me because he was he was groaning, he was still breathing, and eventually he just he stopped breathing. It's just <laughs> I'ma miss him. <laughs> I, I really wanted to go back into his team. The 37-year-old De Leon used to coach 14-year-old Giselle Cervantes' soccer team. He was a beloved member of the soccer community. He cared a lot about his, his kids, and, you know, he was just doing his job. This Dodge Challenger is the vehicle that caused the crash. The driver, though, fled the scene and was picked up by another car heading west on Rancho Vista. I don't see how you just take off and run. Um, it hurts even more that... He ran like he did, but I can't change anything. I just hope he gets caught. And back out here live at the crash scene, you can see the memorial that continues to grow tonight. Detectives say they're not aware if drugs or alcohol may have played a role in this crash, but if you think you recognize the car or you know who was driving it, you're asked to give the L.A. Sheriff's Department a call. In Palmdale, I'm Rick Chambers. Guys, I'll throw it back to you in the studio. And again, this story came from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And again, it's like you, you just don't know who's driving behind you, and you just don't know what kind of people they are. Are they, you know, friend or foe? Are they friend or foe? That's the big question. Uh, and it scares me to be on the freeways, uh, you know, really pretty much any time of the day right now. Here's another story that I got from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And I know I'm kind of going through these rather quickly because I'm running a little short on time because my opening segment, I just jabbed my jaws way too much, but I had to have to say what I got to say. Okay, here is a situation and a disclaimer on this. Last night I found out that the hit-and-run driver in this case the guy was arrested. But here's a story again from KTLA Channel 5. A security guard was just doing his job uh, in a Long Beach housing complex, and yet he ended up dead because of a hit-and-run driver. Court and Rick, incredibly heartbreaking to think this man was just doing his job to protect others when somebody came barreling through in a truck and leveled the guard shack. We're here in South Long Beach, and this is the community that he was protecting. The guard shack is where that blue trash bin is. That was leveled. The guard happened to be inside. The victim has been identified as 50-year-old Derek Smith of South L.A. A growing memorial has been set up outside the gates of this community. Smith was a security guard here at Century Villages, which is a housing community aimed at helping abused women and veterans. Just after 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, police say a man driving a 2012 Chevy Tahoe came speeding through when he lost control of the truck, smashing right into the front of the security guard shack and killing Smith, who was inside. Instead of stopping to help, the suspect jumped out of the truck and took off running. Investigators later found the truck was stolen. No signs of the suspect. People who live here are visibly upset. They want whoever did this caught. If you're real friendly with everybody, they have no problem with nobody. I don't get it. Never had any animosity toward him. He had, had none toward anybody around here. He was a nice guy trying to make a living. Simple as that. I just spoke with a woman who lives here. She said that Smith has worked every weekend in that guard shack 
for multiple years. She said she believes she believes that he got married not too long ago and says that he has a family. Obviously, they're very upset tonight. Who, whoever did this, if you have any information, contact police. Live here in Long Beach, Jennifer McGraw, KTLA 5. And again, that story came from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And I appreciate them and for everybody on this show, the audio that I'm allowed to use. Um, and I bring these stories to you not only because I have something to talk about. I'm just bringing awareness and attention to a lot of things that have been happening. And again, it was brought to my attention last night that the driver in this last story was caught and arrested. Although one would wonder what makes these people actually do what they do when it's time to get up and run. It makes no sense, but they're selfish. And if they would just do the right thing, drive responsibly, act responsibly, and become a normal citizen, things like this would not happen. But that's not for me to say that's for the courts to handle. That's for society to understand. And once society understands what's going on, and people are fed up with it, they're going to ask the DA and the judges to put these people to the max because families are losing loved ones each and every day. And for that, I say enough is enough. Please stop. Do not be a hit and run driver. Do the right thing until the next show. Please be safe. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you?